whether you enjoy listening to podcasts or want to record a podcast, Anchor is a pl- perfect platform to start on. Not perfect in the ap- absolute sense, but perfect in the context of ease of use as far as creating the episode. Ease of use as far as discovering new podcasters. People just stepping into the arena of podcasting. I can't think of a better platform to produce a podcast on. In less than two years, I've been able to get my podcast heard on a multiple level, multiple platforms. From Anchor to iTunes to Google Podcasts. I've even landed Life is About More Than Living on iHeartRadio. The last one? That took an application, an application to get on that last platform. Yes, I had to apply to be on iHeartRadio, but now I'm there. And the best platform of all, which is also associated with Anchor, is Spotify. Once your podcast reaches Spotify, you can easily transfer it, transfer it to multiple social media platforms and reach more and more listeners. So I suggest you give Anchor a try if you're considering podcasting. What's up, Terry? How are you? I'm good, Alfred. How are you? I'm great. Don't you love technology? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, what would we do with it? We wouldn't do without it, right? Yeah, it is so crazy. I mean, <laughs> anyway, we have been a misconnection for a while now, so. Yes, uh, I think I think we're in good shape. Yeah, we're in good shape. Uh, beautiful thing about recording via Anchor, I do most of my recordings through my phone. So, again, technology. And so, therefore, it's working. It's working. Yeah, uh, it's working. So, <laughs> as I, we have plenty of time to um, hopefully to process what I asked that we um, talk about, which is um, living your uncommon, extraordinary life in the face of adversity. Yep. Um, I've written a brief bio for for the show. However, I'm like this: just dive in and share what you want to share about yourself what you do and then we can discuss the topic perfect i like it do you want me to start right now yeah we already started we're okay, recording we're now. we like it i like it <laughs> yeah it's like when i start talking we start we're recording <laughs> okay yeah. so brief bio i was uh, born and raised in chicago i'm the oldest of three boys mm-hmm. uh athletics specifically basketball was an important part of my life growing up And I attended college at the Citadel in Charleston, South Carolina, on a basketball scholarship, despite having three knee surgeries in high school. Mm, Okay. When I graduated from college, I moved home to find a job. I'm I'm really going to date myself now. This was long before the internet was available. (laughs) I get that. Trust me. Okay, good. (laughs) You know, and, and I was all set to make my mark on the world with my newly obtained business administration degree. And you know, I kind of look back on it now and realize what a knucklehead I was to think I knew anything about business just because I had a degree. But fortunately, mm-hmm. I was able to find that first job in the marketing department at the corporate headquarters of Wendy's International, the hamburger wow. chain. Yeah, cool. But, but unfortunately, I ended up living with my parents for the next three <laughs> and a half years as I helped my mom care for my grandmother and my father, who were both dying of different forms of cancer. Mm-hmm. Um So I mentioned the marketing job at Wendy's. Then I became a hospital administrator. Uh, I was a customer service manager for an academic publishing company. Then I did a a kind of major pivot in my life and became a police officer and did undercover narcotic work. I was a SWAT team hostage negotiator. Then I started my own school security consulting business. I was a girls high school basketball coach when we lived (laughs) in Texas. 
was a motivational speaker, became an author last year. But for the last nine, I guess almost 10 years now, I've been a cancer warrior. And then finally, my wife and I have been married for 28 years. We have one child, a daughter, who's a graduate of the United States Air Force Academy and is an officer in the, the new branch of the military, the Space Force. Okay. So you pretty much live your life a full life. Uh, I would say so. And myself, <laughs> uh, uh, people have heard my story in different variations on this podcast. So I tell people I'm an ordinary guy living an extraordinary life. It's just that extraordinary life has not paid me for that part yet. But it's coming. It's coming. Uh, it's coming. Uh, I woke up late. <laughs> But late is better than never. There's old saying is a better time to plant a tree than today. So, um, in the age of my 40s, I began my journey. So, basically, I've been on it for like 14 years now. Just turned 59. Um, to watch my sons. He their father's advice, advice and they, they're living their life on their terms and on great uh, business-wise and personal-wise. Um, but this is it's really not about me for you at the end of the day, it's really about what you mentioned, but your life story. How did you come to live an uncommon and extraordinary life in the face of the knee surges in high school, in the face of chasing job after job after career to find your space on this planet where we're now talking? The extraordinary part. That's what I believe it. Is. I would call it. How'd you... Yeah, it, I mean, I was... You know, I was kind of lucky. And on, on one hand, on the other hand, I really faced some some difficult decisions. You know, my, my grandfather was a, a Chicago police officer mm-hmm. from 1924 to 1954. So, wow. you know, was in Chicago during Prohibition. Yeah, prohibition period. Yeah. 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 When alcohol was outlawed, you know, during yeah. the gangs with Al yeah. Capone and all those guys. And he was actually shot in the line of duty with his own gun. It was not a serious injury. He was shot in the ankle. But my dad always remembered the knock on the door, or at least the stories my grandmother told about the knock mm-hmm. on the door of, you know, Mrs. Tucker, grab your son and come with us. Your husband's been shot. Now, this was 1932. So, you know, medical science was not where it, it is today. I know me. Yeah. And so when I expressed an interest in going into law enforcement, my dad was like, uh-uh, you're going to go to college. You're going to major in business. You're going to get out, get a job, get married, have 2.4 kids and live in the city. Yeah. You know, live the dream. Dad, so, yeah. yeah, my dad had my whole life planned out, but it was the life that he wanted me to live. And like I said, when I graduated from college, he was sick. He was dying. So I had a choice, you know, my passion to go into law enforcement or to go into business and say, you know, dad, I know you're sick. I'll do what you want me to do. And, you know, I kind of joke. I did what every good son did. I waited till my dad passed away and then I followed my own dreams and that's what I did. So my, you know, if you look at my resume, my first two jobs are in business and I didn't get into law enforcement until almost my late thirties. So I was pretty mm-hmm. old for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I finally cracked through firefighting at the age of 42. Okay. And then I realized I didn't want, Oh no, I was, if I was a guy now that back then it would have been the career I would have been retiring from in like, three more years because um, I was like the second oldest Ricky they ever had. I was 42 years old. Okay. But um, let's start another day. Uh, <laughs> <there's> a, 
I'm, t- I'm speaking and sharing with you. We're sharing with each other in the context that my money hasn't arrived at the bank yet. So uh, um, I'm out about doing, doing what I do and making sure I connect with people. And I think it's the timing of us coming together finally is the best time of all because the series finishing the year strong um, had been created when we first connected. And that makes you the one and only guest in this entire series. Wow. And uh, it's falling, this is falling in line with the other episodes, such as Personal Prison and some other deep introspectives I've, I've I did. Um, and so it's perfect. It's perfect timing that we're connecting now. Uh, and if there's one thing that you could, sh- I know it's like a baseline question, but what is at least one thing uh, that you would like to share with anyone about finally stepping into that, their dreams? We hear a lot of things, a lot of speakers, a lot of people, a lot of things, but you, based on your own journey and what you shared thus far, what is one thing? Or more, I, I... a couple, or a couple. I think you have to go into it with an open heart, to be honest with you. I I think that's, you know, we all have a a purpose in life. We're not all born with the same gifts and talents, but we all have the ability to become the best person that we're capable of becoming. But so many people live a casual life. And because of that, they're, they're, dreams, their goals, their aspirations become a casualty of that unplanned living. And I, you know, I've, I've had people ask me, you know, well, how do I know when I find my purpose or my why or the reason that I'm here? And I'm like, you'll know it because you, you can't wait to do whatever that is. And I think a lot of times we, we equate having our purpose be our job or, or what we do for a living. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be, you know, your, your job could be over here. It's something you do to pay the bills, but your purpose or your why is, is to write or to paint or to volunteer or, or whatever it is that you feel in your heart. And, and I always tell, especially young people, if there's something in your heart, something in your soul that you believe you're supposed to do, but it scares you, go ahead and do it. Because at the end of your life, the things that you're going to regret are not going to be the things you did. They're going to be the things you didn't do. And by then it's going to be too late to go back and do them. Yeah. Uh, 2020, um, when COVID really hit the fan, and uh, for us um, as a people, I had said as the year wound down that I was going to begin living the next 40, God willing, better than I did the first 40 and doing more things on my own terms. Then COVID hit. But it also hit the timing was great because my podcast was in year number two. And I actually had a listener base so I could tap into that energy. So um, not to take that, not to have that dash in the middle because I feel that some speakers have said that thing you talked about, that regret um, things you couldn't do. I uh, on one of my jobs I work with people 
actually I work with a young man now, at least two days a week. He's still trying to discover himself, supposedly. And as of yesterday, he's not tapping into the resources I put before him. It's, it's his choice. Because uh, I think another way of saying what you said, we get comfortable with being uncomfortable. We get comfortable doing what makes us uncomfortable. And so we settle. And that which truly could make us uncomfortable will scare us. So we choose the safe side of being uncomfortable uh, and never move. If you had never moved, we would, if you and I had not ever made a move, we wouldn't be talking now. We wouldn't be recording this podcast now. We wouldn't be harnessing the power of technology to record it now. Uh, Earlier today, I met a gentleman who is one of the engineers behind a lot of technology we have, uh, who, such as that makes Facebook work, that makes social media work, period. And he was sharing with me how it was a challenge for him to give his 12-year-old daughter a phone because she wants to be on TikTok and harness the power of TikTok to generate income. And it's easily done now, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or something else. Because he, he was hesitant because he realized that he was one of the individuals to help create the technology to make social media functional. Um, but at the end of the conversation, he was more open to the good of social media. The good. I told him, I had a phrase with him. I said to him, I said, instead of looking at your gift with a negative, look at your gift of making, developing the technology so we can have social media. Our phones can work as they work. He was an engineer. Uh, look at how the, the gift is really a positive. And because people abuse it, doesn't make it a negative. He thought about it differently then. It's like starting our journey at a certain age, like you said, the death of your father, the career choices you made. They're all positive changes. They, they are. People, people need to hear about. Um, and are you also the first guest whose recording will not go on go out to this evening for the email I shared with you um, the series I dedicated myself to doing this October December uh, it only goes it's only available Friday 8 a.m. I'm saying it again I said I've said it so much that people are now like 8 9 a.m. Eastern time someone's listening to an episode the consistency is getting my followers waiting um, and they will catch your episode Friday. Uh, That's great. So, so at eight a.m. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and the I, first I month and a half was a struggle. Trust me, because I'm like, really, Alpha. That means every week you gotta talk. <laughs> That's what happened those months. Yeah, I, you know, everything you've said, it, it, you know, it's it's so interesting because you're right. You know, fear paralyzes. You know, comfort. We we never grow when we're comfortable and uh-uh. you know imagine if every day of your life and and i and i recommend this and i try to do this every day of my life to do one thing that is hard that is difficult that is scary that could potentially be embarrassing to you 
Because if you this do episode that, is that one thing right now because I've already created the content behind it. I'm like, we've got to connect because I don't have anything else prepared for this Friday. There was <laughs> <Terrible> conversation. <laughs> I was like, this is it. This is this yeah. week. Yeah, exactly. So, so you make it work. You find a way to make it work. And, you know, for you, it was scary. But I mean, what's that thing? You know, people don't like that. I don't like to be afraid. I don't like to be uncomfortable. But that's the only way you're going to grow is to step outside your comfort zones and to do something that makes you uncomfortable. And if you just do a small thing every day, think about when the big things in life come around, you know, when you lose a job or you know, a marriage ends or, you know, a child dies or some of the big things in life. If every day you're challenging yourself, when those big things occur, you'll be much more prepared and much more ready to deal with them than say somebody who's lived comfortably and never got outside that comfort zone. Exactly. And that's, that takes me back to um, conversations I had like maybe last year essence of conversations with people uh, early part of COVID COVID pandemic and in my old old job where even a part-time gig I encountered people I'm like I'm a firm believer that this is the best of times not the worst of times and people are like how can you say that I said because of this actually being a pandemic, this ongoing disease and changes will be made. Uh, there's a lot of millionaires, some even billionaires. There's a lot of people who will find their calling or their niche, so to speak. And because before they lived in that space, now they have nothing really to lose, so they can make time. They can take the time to step out and say, "Wow, this is who I am. I really want to do." Whether it's a job, a hobby, or anything you mentioned before. And the articles I continue to get uh, from Black Enterprise Magazine and other resources are look at online, um, look at most of my information digitally, like people do in a day and age. A lot of folks have tapped into that. They're not saying this is the worst of times. They're all hard to dread. And they're like, what can I do not only to make my life better, but how can I get paid? I'll be compensated for it in some other way for, for this thing that I love to do, as you said. And because the fear is already there of what they wouldn't do and how we can't do. So, what can we do? What can I do? And um, I'm seeing these people every day. Uh, I'm talking to you, I'm one of them. <laughs> uh, they're blessed to pick up Australia as a listening, or according to Spotify, uh, Australia came on board with this podcast last year. Well, this year, actually. Excuse me. So I have to throw my little plugs out there because it works, okay? <laughs> yeah, congratulations. And, yeah, Spotify on Anchor, and I got my yearly report. I don't know why they do it in November. But they're like, you picked up Australia this year. I'm like, great. Uh, awesome. People are now listening in Australia. So that means uh, they're maintaining the five-country standard. I call it a standard because it's been five countries faithfully, people five countries faithfully listening to this podcast for the last two years. Um, lost one game, one lost Sweden, gained Australia. <laughs> That's great. Congratulations. It's great. Yeah, thank you. That means people, the Aussies are going to be listening to this podcast Friday <laughs> or next week and whenever they choose to pick it up. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, so, 
I'm glad you said what you said because I I'm gonna do the first about January before January is over. I will have done what I will be living out what you said. I have faced one of my fears of bringing back to life a meetup, bringing back to life a new excuse me resurrecting a meetup group that I led before. I can't say that. No, it's a whole new group. I actually named it two point so and so point two point oh um, through the meetup.com system. If it is itching in my spirit to bring to life this network of people again, writers, poets, a whole bunch of different like five, four or five different types of arts and create creative creative souls. And the fear was um, associated with will it burn hotly for a while then die after like five years with the first group uh, or will it be that changing that game changer this time and so to deal with the fear you can I would like to love to have your input uh, if you want to add it to deal with the fear I simply created a Google document step by step lining up everything I want in this group this network uh how it's going to pay for itself. Uh, my girlfriend was a grant writer. She's like, you can find funding, all this other stuff. But now that I've done this, and I'm not going to say too much about it, other than the group, the content has been created. And when it goes live, it will not only be based in North Carolina, like the first group was, it will also be based in Louisiana. <laughs> It's gonna have two states coming out of the gate this year because I have a part business partner in Louisiana that's gonna help to bring in members from New Louisiana. That's great. Uh, but the fear again was, do you want to do it? And when I went to meetup.com, and I don't mind shameless plugging now because everybody doesn't do Facebook. People still other resources. Uh, I tried uh, getting anything linked to my regular email that I use, and it wouldn't work. So I had to go to ground zero. So it will no long this will not show on my profile that I even led a group before. <laughs> it's like this is a new guy. Uh, I'm saying that because I battled within myself for a couple months to do this thing uh, because it did not create generate revenue before. It was totally community service based. It was it didn't have a lot of things that. It, it, built into it, mechanisms built into it that we have built into it now. Much like the podcast. When I first started the podcast, I was just rambling on and on and on and blah, 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 And I would get some guests that have some great guests, not so great guests. But being a not so great guests, they were people who would not share on their website or reach a greater audience like, the pod, like this interview is not supposed to do. It's not just for us to talk. It's for you to use on your platform freely to market you and your business. And for some reason, here's my question then to you. Why do you think anyone would want to be engaged engage with me on this podcast as a professional and not want to use it to parlay their own business? That's that's a great question. And, and, I, and I'm not sure I have a, a good answer for you. I, I, I may mean, not be a good one, but yeah, any answer. Yeah. 
yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe they went out of business. You know, maybe no, they're I, still I here. I still, they're still active. <laughs> still active. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to spend the time doing something, why wouldn't you take advantage of the resource and and use it to help you out? I, it seems to make perfect sense to me. Yeah, yeah, because I, but I've had, I've known some individuals who say that they are entrepreneurs. They are uh, business owners. They have whether it's on, online business or offline business, brick and mortar. And yet, when I pushed the pushed the button of asking, you know, who 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 are you trying to reach? How big do you want this to go? How big is your vision? And I've often gotten back. Well, it's more like a hobby. I'm not gonna get up at four a.m. in the morning and work on a hobby. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> unless it's early morning, it's a writing writing hobby or something like that. Right. Or be up late at night, or be. On the online looking for people, um, because everybody, um, that's just me personally, and, call, and then call it a business venture. No, uh, uh-uh. so yeah, I'm I, I gave you this is really my, my interviews are really hot, my interviews, so so catch you with anything, but yeah, um, I, well, I'm not trying to answer my own question, but you're right, it doesn't really make much sense. Uh, so motivate, tell it. Your brand. Share with, without, without even going anyone even going to your website. The links will be there in the podcast. But anyone anyway, even going there to the links, uh, what's the first thing they should? No, excuse me. When they go there, what's one of the first things you think they should look at on your website? I think the thought for the day. Every day I put up a, a new thought for the day that is also coupled with a question, and mm-hmm. and the question kind of gets people to think how that thought for the day can apply to them or, or, or I hope it does, you know, to get it to the point where, you know, people can look at that and say, Oh, okay. How can I use this in my life? How can I use this to motivate me, you know, to inspire me, to move me forward in my life. And if that's what it does, then, then I've been successful, you know, that day. And then on, on Mondays, I put up what I call the Monday morning motivational message, which is, usually a video or a story. It's a little bit longer. I know people's time is kind of at a premium. So I, I, I don't want to, you know, I want people to be able to get in, get a quick hit of inspiration or motivation, and then kind of move on with their day. So I would say the first thing, and, and it's usually the first thing that comes up on the, on the page is, is the thought for the day. And like I said, it's a new thought every single day. Okay. Well, um, this is, this is one thing I, I will do on a Friday. I will subscribe. Subscribe to your email list because so, um, that's one thing different from other guests I've, some guests I've had up here uh, in the past. I will be able to go to your website without having a brain dead moment, so to speak, and share a thought with the day from your website with people on my Instagram account. And very soon, my TikTok account, which I just made into a business profile two days ago. Uh, Great. Yeah. Thank you. Because it's, well, I thank you because I'm in a place now where as the year winds down, I think my very last episode is going to be very short. It might only be five minutes long. In reference to finishing this year strong. Because uh, people don't have a lot of time sometimes. Or they think they don't have a lot of time. 
and what you may share on Monday or another day of the week may be the thing that person needs to help them finish this year strong. And so whether this year is starting out next year and they're saying, wow, I'm going to finish up 2022 too strong. That's the beautiful thing about this series. It can, um, I think mean, Gary Vee was one who said it, or paraphrased what he said, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, basically, if you listen to his podcast or his video or whatever today, make today the day you start. It doesn't matter if it's three years old, basically. It's new. It's a new day for you. This is when you start. So start finishing their year strong. 2022, they can listen to it five years now. Same concept. They can listen to this podcast episode five years now. Same concept. Uh, so that's, as we wrap this up, because I try to keep these 30 to 45 minutes, uh, I went to the hour almost one day. Anchor had to shut me down. They don't, they don't allow you an hour. <laughs> they don't allow you an hour. So I was like, yeah, 58 minutes. Um, but anyway, um, the, but I was, I got lost in my topic uh, that day. So as we wrap this up, the next couple of minutes, When adversity really hits us, and adversity can be a multitude of different things. Uh, when it hits a person in the face, what's one common life experience? You, what's one of the experience you can share with us that could be pretty much in common with other people? I'll give you an example. Uh, People love saying, oh, I hate Mondays. But Mondays always come. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't even yeah. know what Mondays can be here. So what's what's one thing that you might share with with us now that could be adapted to almost any circumstance when it comes to facing one type of adversity or another? Let, let me uh I, I guess let me answer that with a with a story. Okay. Uh, that's fine. I I have uh, I've always been a big fan of westerns growing up. My mom and dad used to let me stay. Which one? Wait, I'm sorry. Oh, Which one? I'll, 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 I'll hang on there. I got you. I got you. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, my mom and dad used to let me stay up and watch, you know, Wild Wild West and Gunsmoke oh, yeah. and Bonanza and all those kind of ones. But in 1993, you may have seen this, the movie Tombstone came yeah. out. And it starred Val Kilmer as a man by the name of John Doc Holliday. Well, that's what they made, yeah. Yeah, and it and it starred Kurt Russell's a man by the name of Wyatt Earp. Mm-hmm. Now, Wyatt Earp and and Doc Holliday were two living, breathing human beings who actually walked on the face of the earth. For mm-hmm. your audience who doesn't understand that, they're not made up characters right. for for the movie. Right. And Doc was called Doc because he was a dentist by trade, but pretty much Doc Holliday was a gunslinger and a card shark. Mm-hmm. And Wyatt, his whole life had been a lawman. So mm-hmm. these two men from entirely opposite backgrounds form this very close friendship. And at the end of the movie, uh, there's a scene where Doc is dying at a sanitarium in Glenwood Springs, Colorado, which is mm-hmm. about three hours from where I live. And the real mm-hmm. Doc Holliday died in that sanitarium, and he's buried in the Glenwood Springs Cemetery. Wow. And, and Wyatt, at this point in his life, is destitute. He has no money. He has no job. He has no prospects for a job. So every day he comes to play cards with Doc and the two men pass the time that way. And in this scene, they're talking about what they want out of life. And Doc says, you know, I was in love with my cousin when I was younger 
but she joined the convent over the affair. But she's all that I ever wanted. And then he looks at Wyatt and he says, what about you, Wyatt? What do you want? And Wyatt says, I just want to lead a normal life. And Doc looks at him and says, there's no normal. There's just life. And get on with living yours. Alfred, you and I know people out there that are kind of sitting back right now and be like, you know, when this happens, I'll have a normal life. When that happens, I'll have a successful life. When this happens, I'll have a significant life. What I'm saying is don't wait. Don't wait for life to come to you. Get out there. Find the reason that you were put on the face of this earth and live that reason. Because if you do, I'll promise you two things. At the end of your life, you'll be a whole lot happier and you'll have a whole lot more peace in your heart. That's what I, what you described so I can sit, what I often consider called a living legacy. Um, people think a legacy is something past, but you're living, you know, you become a living legacy. And others can see it. They don't want to wait for you to die to see it. You can experience it. They can see it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. That's a great movie. I often overlook that camaraderie that those two had. But yeah. Yeah. They were friends for years. Yeah. Well, I do thank you, Terry, for being patient and what's connecting. After I disconnect, um, I will save the episode, schedule it for Friday. Uh, and then we will get a text alert be faster for you okay. uh, to share across your platforms. I am though going to email you the meme I created for it. So if you want to stop putting it out there before Friday, you can do that with a meme. Because my, um, my cousin of mine, she suggested that I get more creative with the um, images and those images have added to my listing base growing. Uh, I don't mind giving people credit who is not even on the podcast for what they've done to make it better. Because uh, in line with what you said, it's not really about you and I, it's about how connected, be connected to other people and yeah. their influence as well. It's about being part of something bigger than us. Yeah. But you can't get become part of bigger than us by staying on the couch, so right. to speak. Or the sidelines all the time, so to speak. But anyway, Terry, I thank you for engaging with me. Um, my dear listeners, please accept my invitation to subscribe to this podcast. Yes, it is free, available for free play on a lot of platforms. But only 99 cents a month, you can become a paid subscriber. And um, that's my plug. <laughs> So, it's a lot of information here. Y'all, pay attention. Don't just play a segment. Terry shared a lot. Uh, if you haven't watched the movie Tombstone, even if you hate Westerns, go back and watch it. Even if you have to go to the very end to that scene he talked about. Uh, art sometimes imitates life. But while the art being an imitation of life, we can live your life artfully. That's all I would say. Uh, thank you, Terry, again. And I uh, enjoy talking with you. Thank you, um, Alfred. I, I appreciate it. And, you know, hopefully between our conversation today, we're going to make a difference in somebody's life. And if we do that, today's going to be a good day. Yeah, I'll get your number saved. So future projects come up. Don't forget me. <laughs> I will not, sir. I will not at all. Because... <laughs> uh, 
2022 will be the year. Absolutely. Or, Absolutely. Regardless of how you believe it, I believe the universe, God, and all creation, speaking loudly to all of us that this is not only the worst of times, it's also, as one of my favorite writers once said, the best uh, times. Thank you again. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.